See, this is going down the wrong path already. Chewy. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like so, like there like there was fifteen songs started that way when I was in Nashville this past weekend. By the way, I was in that town for the first time in my forty years of existence here on Earth, and I will say, I'll give my glaring recommendation that anyone who's not from there can go there for about seventy-two hours, and you will enjoy yourself. But if you spend seventy-three hours, you will be burnt the fuck out. Really? Bush light, bush light will be pouring through your fucking veins. Is it? Well, okay. Well, I've I've heard a lot of good things about Nashville. What makes Nashville better than like? Okay, you live in Baltimore, Alan. You lived in Baltimore. Okay, what makes somewhere like Nashville that much better than a great city like Baltimore? Well, I mean. It, <clears throat> So, okay, first of all, I was only there for a weekend, so I can't say that I've explored the town of Nashville like I have Baltimore. All I'm saying is, like, better, I don't know. Like, extravagant, it, it, the strip there in terms of live music, uh, <clears throat> lights, people, women, I mean, you can go men if you want to go that route, just extravaganza, people who are traveling, in, it's on par with Vegas, Really? Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we went to like, I, I would say we went to about 20 different bars and they all had badass music. Even Kid Rock's fucking bar had some kick-ass fucking music. Well, I don't say even Kid Rock's bar. I hear Kid Rock's bar is like one of like the the places to go in Nashville. Mm. Yeah. I mean, okay. But listen, hear me out on this. The band <clears throat> that we went there at noon on a fucking Saturday opened up with Pour Some Sugar on Me. All right. So... <laughs> Let's let's just let's just set the record okay, the, straight. The here. Let's level set. It, the band that opened at noon. Okay, I mean, like, like it was packed too. I know, but I'm just saying, like, like that's not the band that's like closing the show. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> like, yeah. that's a really bad example. And pour some sugar on me is one of the top. 200. And when I say top, whenever I say top, whatever. I mean, they're that song. So if I say top two hundred, I'm saying that might be the two hundredth greatest like rock gotcha. jam. When you when you're stretching like that, you, you have to figure. Okay, I'm just saying. I I don't think there was a dud bar in the place. That's now. Well, well, there were some places that were crowded. There were some places where you had to kind of muscle your way up to the bar to get some 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 beer or get some service or something like that. But there was a place we went to a couple times. A uh, guy was always. Uh, they, I think they had they had a stand up bass. That every base bassist used, ah, oh, that place killed it. It was great, and the place smelled a Texas toast, just greasy ass flat top oh. Texas toast. Oh. Oh. And the bush lights were cheaper there, and they were in sixteen ounce cans as opposed to twelve ounce <laughs> bottles, which made it better. <laughs> Fair. And I will say, if I could have done it all over again, well, hold on, let me backtrack a little bit. We ate probably like three meals that had consisted of Nashville hot chicken or some sort of hot chicken or something like that. So I was in my element Sunday. I was out of my element. And by what that, I mean, what came out of me was boy rough. Um, but if I were going to invest something, I want to say like circa 2005, you know what I mean? Young man trying to carve out in this world. I would have gotten into the deconstructed school bus 
turned into party wagon for bachelorette parties. Because mm. I saw about fucking 300 of these goddamn things. And uh, no, none of them were alike. And they were all from, I would say, about two dozen different companies. Yeah. Well, well doesn't that spell it out for you that Nashville's a better city than Baltimore? That, like... Because, like, how many bachelorette school buses do you see rolling down those mean streets of uh, MLKB? It's it's touristy. It's not live there. But isn't that good that it's tour? Okay, wait a minute. You say it's not live there, but, like, Austin, like, my cousin lives in Austin. Now, he moved in there, like, 15, 20 years ago, and it's only grown since then, obviously. But Mm -hmm. because it was so good, more people move there. So it becomes touristy because it's, like, this place is so awesome, I have to visit. I don't know that anybody's coming to Baltimore for anything other than an Orioles or Ravens game. They're not staying for the the nightlife, that's for sure. And I love Baltimore, obviously, you know, for more nostalgic reasons than visiting reasons. Like, what what's there to do in, like, a city like Baltimore? I could, I could take you to, to nightlife spots, good ones. Yeah, take you out all night. Yeah, I'm sure it, you. I think I think when you say like <clears throat> that, that scene would get old quickly in Nashville. Yeah, like you. Yeah, listen. I mean, they shut down a city block, and it was like Mardi Gras, and they say, "Oh yeah, this happens every weekend in the summer." And I'm saying, yeah, that would be fun, but after a while, I would just get burnt out. I was burnt out by Sunday morning. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this town. Kind of like the same way I feel about Vegas, and the same way I feel about New York. I love those towns. I love them. I love going for a weekend. And come the end of the weekend, I want to come back to where I live. Sure, but isn't the one thing you want is options? Like, you don't have to go down and, and, and party it up, Like, but the option to do so, wouldn't it be great to have that option? Yeah, but I mean, I, I can find that in, in nooks and crannies here in Baltimore. I can find that stuff. There's a blues bar in, in Fells Point called Cat's Eye. Yeah. Yeah, I think like I get what you're saying, Wes, because like I don't would I live like I I'm fine like I'm fine living in Baltimore. We I've lived mm-hmm. I've lived there a while. Like I don't know if like I would live in Nashville. I might live outside of Nashville, and then like then it is an option for me to go to. You know what I'm saying? But it's at like that'd be like living on the strip somewhere. You know what I mean? Like right. It's but I too much all the time. I feel like a place like Nashville, though, like you're an Uber ride from where I live. Does that make sense? Like you're an mm-hmm. Uber ride from the country. Like I can't Uber from Baltimore to my house. Like that would cost me like a paycheck just to do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I remember like I remember. OK, I, Wes, I remember coming to hang out. Uh, our, our legal counsel was with us and it was me, you and uh, Alan's Alan's favorite uh, Alan's favorite fraternity member. Uh, Mr. Kilby, and we were up in uh, we were up in Newark, and he's like, "Dude, I I want I want to hang out with these guys." Mur, I'll get you an Uber to go home, and I'm like, "Dude, that'll be like 150 to 250 dollars." Like, no, we're not doing that. Like, I I people wonder why people in Cecil County get so many DUIs. It's like because they have to. The Uber ride is the same price as the fucking court costs. Like they're they're willing to risk it. <laughs> That's why this happens. But if you live in Nashville, I feel like you're only like an Uber ride from the country. You could you could have that house with one acre and then still go to town and fucking party like that. You can't do that in Baltimore. Well, that's assuming that you could. That's how that's. So you're assuming the suburbs are set up like that around Nashville. I think they're probably a lot like there's an acre around me, and I'm not fuck off in Cecil County. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, I get, I think you're right. Yes, probably there is an Uber to something reasonable, but probably not to you because nobody fucking lives out. You know, the people that live out there don't want to be near Nashville. Well, let me tell you something. I got a great Wolf Lodge coming in. It's, it just got built, and and let me. They're they're building some accoutrement around that, and I I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah Alan, so you want excited. to take an Uber ride up there? We could go get silly. Fuck no. <laughs> we go to Hollywood Casino afterwards. That's no, right. Hit the hit the water slide, go to casino, and then get mugged in port deposit. And that's I, what you can do. I do not want to go into a sad indoor fucking pool with a bunch of parents who are like, this is. How I spend my fucking hard-earned money now bringing my kids <laughs> to this fucking hellhole. <laughs> have my shitty nope. kid enjoy this, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I, I think it's like different strokes. I All I'm saying is first time maiden voyage in Nashville. It was an experience. Uh, do I want to do it again? I think we had kicked the tires on going to see a Capitals game against the Predators, because that stadium is right smack dab in the middle of fucking in the shit, which we think would be fun. I'm not going to go back there. If I didn't have that, maybe another couple of years, but I, I would, I would take a crowd of people back for another, another voyage in a few, in a few years time. It's just like, it, it, it got obnoxious at times. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But I mean, any place that you're going, that's like a, you know, like a party town, like it's going to get obnoxious. It's I mean, so I wouldn't. Yeah. So does Ocean City. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm heading there in a week, too. Can't wait. Fuck. Fuck. We're, like, right behind each other. I'm going to Nashville on Monday for work. Nice. And I'm going to look up this place. I'm going to tell you where the place that smells like fucking Texas toast. Yeah, give me it's that cheaper, one. too. And you can get uh, moon pies and, like, chili dogs. <clears throat> Dude, when I went and to... I actually uh... ate, I ate a whole moon pie full for a bachelorette party and it wasn't even on their checklist of things one of the uh uh the bride said i've never had one of these before and i took off a little bit and, and said you could have some she's like oh my god that's just that's disgusting and her mom who was there because moms go with bachelorette parties all the time she was she was like here eat this and i was like here i'll do you one better just took the whole thing and shoved it in my mouth and then i washed it down with bush light <laughs> naturally <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. chocolate marshmallow and fucking cheap beer. Ooh, it was <laughs> tough. Even the bush light wasn't uh, wasn't it making it more moist. It just made my mouth. It's like I took it like I like I swallowed a rosin bag. <laughs> it's fucking. What is a moon pie? Moon pie is what chocolate graham cracker and and fluff. Yeah, it's crazy. If there was graham cracker in there, I didn't taste any of it. I think it's just like chocolate, like cookie, like or not even cookie, like off its top. Paste something yeah. and then fluff, yeah. And then fluff. I mean, it was it was okay. I, I I would never eat another one again. Maybe under those circumstances where I'm trying to impress a bachelorette party where there's a mom involved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch oh. this! <laughs> Holy shit! Well, I had uh, I did not have the uh, the Nashville time that you had, but I did have an adventure of my own. Um, so, uh, I guess we're just being free and loose with this. Like, I'm a fucking mailman, all right? I, 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 I just, I'm just gonna say it. I'm a fucking mailman. Really? I went to a guy's door. Never <laughs> got that. Uh, we, we had, uh, so I, I get there and, you know, I do my job. I get paid more because I do, I do five different routes and I, I do them on a rotation. And I had a note left on the desk that said, like, hey, Mark. 
the guy who does the route, uh, Mr. Brady has a package for you. Come on down. And I know that this guy lives in a fucking, it's a rent-controlled, low-income fucking housing complex in the middle of the town. Questionable individuals live there for very fucking cheap because they've got problems. So anyway, I don't like making my way through this building, but I'm like, fine, I'll do it. I'll go knock on this guy's door. I go through the catacombs of this fucking place. I knock. No answer. I hear the TV's on, so I'm like, fuck, all right, I'll knock again. I knock again. Homeboy answers the door. He's on the phone. He's wearing a T-shirt. End of sentence. (laughs) Wow, just the T-shirt, yeah? Just the T-shirt. And he looks at me in the eyes, and I say, had a note you have a package. He's like, nah. You sure? Because I had a note that specifically said to come down here tomorrow. There's a package for Mark. Mark's not working today. I'm here. I got a note that you have a package. And from what I'm seeing, you sure do, buddy. Again, still holding eye contact because I don't want them drifting anywhere else. He goes, sorry. And that, that was it. And they didn't even close the door. He just stood there in the doorway. My question to you guys is this, though. If I was a woman, would I have a lawsuit? Do I have a lawsuit? Maybe this is a question for our legal counsel. Is there a law? Like, can you answer? Okay, I know that, like, this is my job. I have to knock on people's doors randomly sometimes. They may not expect me coming, and they may not be in the best condition. Like, there may be a, I don't know, a mother-in-law out there who's still got curlers in her hair, and she doesn't want to answer the door, but there's a knock, and she feels compelled. Is there a time where you should ever answer the door? Like, or is it, this is my house. I'll answer however the fuck I want. I, th- I think, hold on, <clears throat> Alan, real quick. Legally, I think that you can answer the door any way you want. As long as you're inside your, your I don't think there's anything about opening the door that uh, <clears throat> you, you can be, you know, you can be flailing it out with the, like the same way that you could have the curtains open. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, uh, I don't know. I think like I think there probably is some sort of fucking precedent for fucking opening your door with your dong out or like <laughs> fucking in the bay window. You know what I mean? Like you might not be able to because at that point, like you become visible to the public, and so yeah, even though you are in your house, you're causing like a public disturbance. Or you're being I, decent. You get what I mean? So I think I don't know. We might have to ask legal counsel. Put that down. But you might be right, yeah. I mean, I think the I think the problem I have most with this is like the fact that I was standing there for more than three minutes waiting on this guy to answer the fucking door. I'm assuming that he had nothing on previous to the T-shirt, and the time that he took to answer the door, he elected to put a shirt on and not a pair of fucking pants. Because I got news for you, I'd rather stare at a pair of nipples than a pair of balls. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, well, let's get down to brass tacks here. You obviously took a little peek. Because you had to notice that. I, okay. I did. Where, I, I where will was, say that. Where, hold on. Where was his umbilical cord cut? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, right in the middle. It was, it was, <laughs> it's the standard hey, length. Yeah, standard length. Um, and I now I will say I did not see much of the uh, the genital region. I saw like um okay you know like sometimes you get like. You get a little bit of that under boob going on. You know, those are some hot pictures. So I got a little bit of the under ball. I only saw, like, the bottom, the silhouette of of, of the nutsack. And yeah, I was just a like, little bit of, yeah, okay. 
Gotcha. And his shaft didn't. His shaft didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch any shaft. I only caught like <laughs> I caught. I knew that I was looking at a naked man with a t-shirt on. I was mm-hmm. aware of that, but I was just kind of. And I was pissed, man. I wasn't even pissed that he was like half naked. I was pissed that like he wasted my fucking time walking through this musty, fucking smelling building, full of people who are basically just siphoning off my paycheck to live there. That's what I was most angry about. But I was sitting there like, can you just do that? Can you just answer a door randomly, like half naked? Anyway, so that was my, uh, you were, you were, you were eating a fucking like hot chicken and, uh, bush lights. And I was, I was looking Mm. at cheap bush. Yeah. I had a hot chicken Cuban. Ooh, man. Let me tell you something. Damn. Yeah, hot damn is right, bro. You sent me that place too, buddy. <laughs> I'll send you that. Too. I can't be going and getting all blasted. I got work shit to do, so I'm gonna just eat. I think. And all and and all my way to the airport, we stopped because the big thing there is a protein plus three, so it's a meat and then three side dishes. We stopped at this place. That listen, I had this, the same thing at work. <laughs> 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 Nice. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, I mean, this this place was salt of the earth, legitimate. And uh, I, I ended up getting the meatloaf. Uh, that had to be a little lighter. <laughs> I don't think there's anything I could say right now that you're going to draw a comparison to. Yes, I had meatloaf. <laughs> I'm, shut, I'm, just, I'm shutting up. I'm just laughing. Uh, meatloaf, collard greens. I did do a tomato and cucumber salad because I, I didn't want to load up on like a... Like a, a, a mashed potatoes or uh, potato salad or something like that and cornbread man oh i'll get you that you would love this place yes they had rotisserie chicken they had fried chicken they had a couple other like three or four other sides and they had homemade uh, desserts yeah hook it up all right i'll get you that joint's place what's the bit what's okay where's somewhere you have not gone that you just want to go like somewhere that just seems like new orleans Okay, so I've been to New Orleans. That's the okay. one place. Like I, I, I haven't traveled for shit. But like I went to Mardi Gras. That was that was worth it. And like you talk about, like there was no bar without a bad band. There was yeah. karaoke going on down Bourbon Street, and there wasn't a fucking karaoke singer that couldn't fucking sing for a fucking real band the whole way down. That was pretty awesome. Alan, a place I haven't been that I want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so I, I would have probably said New Orleans, but you guys already took that one. I haven't been, I haven't been out west yet, so I haven't been to like San Francisco or fucking San Diego or anything like that. I think that's okay. kind of cool. What's the furthest okay. west you've been? Uh, Texas, like. Fucking so you haven't been to Vegas, San Antonio? No, I've never been to Vegas either. But I honestly, I'm I'm not also not a gambler, so like I don't know that there's a whole lot there for me other than fucking illicit substances that I'm not allowed to do anymore. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like a, like, like, I, there's not a whole lot for me. I will say, I'd probably like to go to fucking like, uh, like Oktoberfest. I'd like to go to like Munich or something mm. like during Oktoberfest or something like that. That'd yeah. be fucking cool. Yeah. I would, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I didn't know we were talking, you know, con or, or global earth. Cause yeah, 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 there's yeah. certain like, I, I, I would like to, <clears throat> I, I, Barcelona, uh, like a place in Greece. U.S. New Orleans rings a bell. Uh, I have not been to Austin. I know that's the 
it depends upon who you talk to. Austin and Memphis are the live musical cap musical capitals of the of the country. And if I got a taste of Memphis and liked it, I think Austin would be up there. Uh, I've never been to San Francisco. I've been to L.A. and I've been to San Diego. Um, but I, I feel like, a, you know, a trip around. But I'll, apparently there's a lot of bums there. Have you heard that? What, in San Francisco? Yeah. It's, yeah dude, so it's, it's San Fran right has, has they, they, yeah, they, they like, and I caught a taste of it in Eugene, Oregon, weirdly enough, um, because they don't panhandle a lot. They just chill. And kind yeah. of live and put out well, that's the vibes. How, like, uh, that's how Denver gets too, like in the summertime. But like when the mountains aren't really like as as heavily employed, mm-hmm. like during snow season, like skiing snowboard season, you just get tons of bums in like downtown Denver, and they're just chilling. They're not yeah. even bums. Some of them are like you know just regular fucking like twenty thirty or early thirty somethings. <laughs> they're just out of work, like. They're just chilling. They're seasonal workers, and then they live in fucking tents. This is this is like people could are gonna ask like, how could you judge those people? Because we're middle class holes. Yeah, right? that's yeah. why dickheads. I'm not, so, fu- I, dude. I'm like fucking three three missed paychecks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, right. Like most of America. Like, <laughs> I I've been racking my brain. I think the one place I'd like to go because it's completely outside of my comfort zone is I think I want to go to fucking like downtown fucking Miami and just like take Marie and be like look we aren't us we aren't us this week we're mm-hmm. fucking we're fucking wearing white linen shirts and fucking like we're just we're, we 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 won't speak of this week and we're going to go down here to the city where the heat is on all night on the streets till the break of well, dawn I was going to say does yeah. she have a vaguely Latin accent yeah yeah Not vaguely she does yeah that's what I'm saying it'll work that that shit would work I, I've, I've stepped foot in South Beach for an hour, okay, and I'm gonna say, for I, I think you would have a good time, but I think you would have a better time, like off the beaten path, like either like Fort Lauderdale or something like that, or or the Florida Keys. But that being said, take it for what it's worth. I was there one day. We had trouble finding parking. We had I walked around. We saw very, very fit men with short shorts roll yeah. or skating on the boardwalk. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about this. <laughs> this is my uh, scene. Yeah, I was there when I was like eighteen and it was definitely a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a little intense. <sighs> yeah. There we have it, folks. Let us know where you want to uh, go here in U.S., whether it be Fort Worth, Indiana. Uh, was it uh, 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 Gary, Indiana? Gary, you're, Indiana. You're familiar with that town? I'm, I'm aware of Gary. Detroit, Michigan, Boise, trying, Idaho. Trying to go to Sturgis, Sturgis, South oh, Dakota. That's right. Hell yeah. yeah. There's some good stuff. Middle America, man. It's a place where the Indian Healthcare Service runs wild all over everyone with these terror taxes. Uh, <laughs> it's... Middle class was everyone, Murr, Allen, and Fox, man. Listen, Murr, we got a double dose of a change of culture and a change of verbiage here in America that's about to shock us with friend or foe. All right. I've got two friend or foes for you gentlemen this evening, and I'm wondering if one of them ages us ever so dramatically here. So LOL is on its way out, according to the youth of America. Um, it's apparently it's the longtime default phrase for, of course, laugh out loud, 
It developed online, apparently by a guy. Apparently it was started by a guy about our age, Wes. But now the default phrase is going to be a thing of the past. Uh, the IJBOL is taking over the LOL, and that stands for I Just Burst Out Laughing, which seems a lot more convoluted than LOL. LOL yeah. just seems like it made its way into the vernacular and that the youth of America should be happy about that and be willing to say, like, hey, my parents are hip and cool because they use LOL. But no, apparently, um, I don't fucking know, man. I don't even know how to fucking, like, justify this. I literally just started using it, like, like religiously a couple of years ago because I was like, why fight it? Let's go with it. It's a part of the American vernacular now. Let's go with LOL. So, friend or foe, is LOL a thing of the past or can the next generation go fuck itself and not be in control of language? Alan, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, I think whether we like it or not, it's go fuck ourselves. Like, mm. yeah, because like I think it's already I think a signature of like of like age. Like putting LOL with like the end of your shit. They're like, look at this fucking look at this millennial, which is the new boomer. Like, you know what I mean? It's fucking. Yeah, I, it's already here. Now, I, I mean, you're not going to see me fucking saying that shit, but I'm... I-J-B-O-L, Alan Giannis. Yeah, that's, that's way so... That's, and I never just bust out laugh Like, I I laugh out loud, goddammit. I don't just bust <laughs> out laugh Like, that's just... I don't know. That's not even an action I perform. So fuck that. No. I just feel like it's the, it's the new generation saying they want to be different, which is obviously the... Look, man, that that is the 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 hallmark of the up and coming eighteen and under era. Is like I just want to be different, and you can take that for whatever it's worth. Yeah, I think you should take it as a victory that this acronym that is kind of childish made its way into the mainstream. Like that's a victory for you. Understand it, love it, and be thankful for it, Wes. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the only time I would do IJB would then be AN because I just busted a nut. Uh, <clears throat> second of all, I, this, oh, I thought this guy, this guy writing this, thought it was funny. He said uh, MJBOWAAHPCSBOL. Media just burst out writing articles about people who can't stop busting out laughing or bursting out laughing. Um, no, I. If you're gonna want, if you're okay, if you want to be different. Make it smaller. Do two. Do one. You know what I mean? You can't get an LOL out of one, but okay, just be unique and then make it smaller. Make it better. Why do I need to go from three to five and then yeah. and then sit here and justify it? Yeah. I adopted LOL because it seemed convenient and, and it was it? super unintrusive. Okay, if you're going to make a two-syllable one that's better, cool. I'm not get off my lawn. I'm like... <laughs> lol i don't even know what that means i'm just kind of making it up here i'm spitballing no i i look i started using lol because it like it actually made sense i was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was the reaction i had to this lol right. that and and in because the because ha ha made me seem like i was a fucking geezer <laughs> now <laughs> i now if i honestly i will say this for me personally if i really am laughing like hard at something I will do like ha 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 like like five and me too actually. I'll do ha 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 dot dot dot, and then I will continue with like whatever statement I'm saying. 
However, <laughs> if I'm texting you something I thought was funny, I'll type uh-huh. the thing I thought was funny and end it with LOL. But if you right. text me, I will respond with ha 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 and then continue my, my phrasing. Yeah, here's the other thing is we have basically like a dictionary of fucking smiley faces mm. called emojis that I thought were supposed to replace like the LOLs and the like that kind of shit. So now like is that is that not I guess it's not in, right? Like I guess Okay, well this is why I feel like LOL was such a powerful contribution to the language is cuz I still refuse to use emojis. I kind of like I'll I'll pop one in for like irony's sake, but I I will not like yeah. I will not text emojis to people. Maybe a single emoji to just because I'm like just for convenience sake. But no, man. Like I I adopted LOL and as soon as I adopted it, you're telling me it's fucking antiquated. Well, I think I think technically it's been antiquated for a little while now. We're just like yeah. like it was antiquated and now like it's full it's pretty much dead to the but, youngsters. Uh, but see, I feel like these youngsters are, they're asking too much, right? I, I feel like we're in the era of acceptance. And, you know, for, for some people of a certain age, it's really hard to accept change. And then they change. And then you're like, bah, you're so old because you changed that thing that we don't like anymore. Like, fuck you. You can only control the culture so much. And I'm being serious. You can only control the culture so much. You ask for change, we change we change for you. And then you ask us to say, then you mock us for the change that we made. And so, if th- this I-J-B-O-L or whatever the fuck it is, no, you can kiss my B-O-Ls. I just, like, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I mean, it is, you are just fucking... That's just old. That's just an old take. It's not. It's not. It's, I don't. I disagree with you. Hold on. Hear me out. It is because like, it's not like there's a Gen Z committee that was like, "Hey guys, we're asking, we're asking everybody older than us to stop using LOL and go with this five letter thing that we just think distinguishes our vibe as a generation a little better." You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a fucking Gen Z hearing where they were like, "Hey." Mur, mur, you old fuck! Don't use LOL anymore. Like they, you say it like there's there's a whole group of people being like, "Hey man, please change your ways." No, I think it's just another generation putting their stamp on their generation, and you are being an old curmudgeon and being like, oh, I, I, "I don't fucking like it. Oh, it's too. It's more lettered." Like. Nobody asks you to use it. Shut the fuck. Keep using LOL. They know you're going to use LOL. They make fun of you for it because they use something new. We did. We did this to our parents. Really, like, <laughs> fucking dorks. Like you know what I mean. Like this is exactly what has always happened. We've just in a place in this country where we're like, you know what? Fuck those kids. And it's like, well, they're eighteen to tw- like me. I'm a millennial, but like boomers are still like fucking millennials. I'm fucking almost forty. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a child. <laughs> like so I think it's just that it's it's this version of 
generation switching and we're just curmudgeoning and we're like, fuck you. I'm going to use this yellow laughing face that you told me to use, you idiots. And they're like, nope, fuck, back to letters and more of them. <laughs> and we're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, kids. Like, I get I get exactly where you're coming from. But I also think it's just us being older and being like, I don't get it. One more, two more. Yeah, well, thank you for joining us at the Council of uh, Millennials here in Albany, New York, <laughs> yeah, in 2023. Yeah. Motion to move LOL to IGBOL. Yeah. All hands, aye, all nay. Like, it's like the it's motion like, moved. Second, it's like they invited you to the Great Wolf Lodge for the grand opening in a meeting. <laughs> and we're like, hey, bud, so we're going to let you know we're not using that anymore. We're going to ridicule you mercilessly as an old person uh, if, you, if you use it. And you're like, well, what the fuck? It's not like that. They're just like, hey, man, Second. we'll make fun of you behind your back and you won't even know it, old guy. Second vote. Order to move spunk to cake batter. All an eye. Eye. Oh, Nays. shit. I'm, on, I'm eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I on sky. And then I they're going to change batter. it because I eyed it. That's that's my point. They're only going to change it because I said cake batter is great, guys. Well done. And then they're going to be like, well, that old guy like that shit. I ain't doing that. Now, kiss my kiss my rusty old balls, yeah. you, you little fuckers. No, and, and Alan, I think you're partially right. I'm not disregarding your entire tirade there. I think there's full justification. Oh, in a I lot think of it's cuss my, cut, kiss my rust, rusty uh, ROBs. Well, like, that's another thing. Like, I mean, you even said it. Like, so think about, like, kids. Like, I mean, I don't know if your kid has done this, but, like, I've been around little kids where, like, if you try to f fucking, like, feed them something, they're like, no, nah, I don't want that shit. But you're like, yeah, man, I don't, f I don't fuck with that shit. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to eat all of it. You don't like that? Fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? They do it out of spite. It's just generational. Like, but it's just... Like but we should... But, but as a parent, you don't fucking fall for spite. And, well, that's and, fair. If, and nobody should fall for this shit. They they came up with a and this is bad. If they came up with a better version of LOL, like Wes was saying, if they fucking shortened it even more somehow, if they got crafty and creative, this yeah. is like this is like why would you and to choose this to make this the hill you fucking die on the like uh, LOLs uh, like so old school like eh, again you've already changed the language fucking pat yourselves on the back. Well no. done. Congratulations. No, this we, cha we changed the language. Yeah, that was us. We did. That's not theirs. That's my point. Like, that's not. It's ours. And you're like, well, I already, already updated it for the internet, fucking youngster. And they're like, fuck you, old guy. We don't like it. We want it this way. And How we're not LOL. How old is LOL? 10? No. Or fucking the inception of the internet, probably. Fucking early 2000s. Yeah, they wrote it in the article. I already closed it, but say some guy is. Say, is it, look, according to according to science, it says here that Wayne Pearson reportedly was the first person to have used LOL in, in the eighties. Uh, while responding while responding no, to so, a French joke in a pre-internet digital chat called ViewLine, yeah. instead of writing ha 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 ha. <laughs> As he had done before when he found something humorous, Pearson typed LOL to symbolize extreme laughter. <laughs> Pause. We didn't even fucking make the shit. Like, your dad made the shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're dying on a hill of something that we didn't even innovate. 
<laughs> but it was only innovated upon the introduction of the non-payment text message where you didn't have to pay 25 cents for every fucking letter. So this generation, like, they adopted something and made it mainstream, and I have adopted it, and I'm not adopting the IJ DOL or whatever the fuck it is. And I also know, like, again, there wasn't, like a like, a memo. The committee didn't send out like a fucking nationwide fucking like PSA. There aren't commercials running about, hey guys, switching. We're switching. You know, it's the New York Post being like, hey, fucking kids, kids, You're kids, right. all right? <laughs> and we're like, ah. You better You're fax right. it. You better fax this to them. <laughs> You're right. But as the parent of an eight-year-old, I'm going to have to keep up with this stuff. Yeah, that's your fault. Because I just can't. I, I can't just look at like a, a text screen of fucking just gobbledygook letters and be like, "What does that mean?" I have to understand what it means, and I'm gonna have to fucking use it, and I'm gonna have to fucking take his phone and throw it in a fucking garbage disposal and be like, "Until you speak the English language, you don't get to fucking speak at all." Yeah, and while it's and while all the bits are getting fucking fragmented by these turbines, you go L O L. <laughs> like Ted DiBiase, and he won't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, LOL. All right. Okay. Now, so, all right. So, Wes, where are you on the LOL, friend or foe? Uh, you know, friend is keep it. Foe um, is... I mean, I th I th was it friend is what keeping LOL? Yeah, friend is keep it. Foe is like move on with the times, man. Hey, I, I think I'm, I'm friending it because I'm not going to adopt this, but I'm not going to be a get off my lawn. If someone messages me that, I'm going to be like, okay. No, I'm going to be. Like, I got this because I mean? talked about it on my podcast because we're really cool, fucking involved individuals who surf the internet and according and we we base things off of science. In uh, but otherwise, no, I'm not going to sit there and be like, don't don't use that to me. If my brother uses that or you use that. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? What are you okay. doing? Alan, before you answer, I just want to remind you, and I appreciate your stance. I think you did you did a you did a fine job of putting me in my place. I'm I'm not opposed to it, okay? But I yeah, do want to he say he did a great job because you needed to be told that there's not some fucking committee. <laughs> By the way. Yeah, that was all the whole delivery. He was like, they just they came up with it. Like who came up? <laughs> Again. I have championed you. I'm not I'm not debating this point. But what I will say is that language is supposed to be universal. We are all supposed to understand it universally. Otherwise, mm -hmm. like there is a lot lost in the communicative process. And so yeah. like when you just decide to randomly, whether by committee or by um I don't know, like uh like persistence, change the language to where other people don't understand what you're saying, like this is why there's fucking cultures in the rainforest that, like, don't know what helicopters are. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, anyway, yes. with that said, Alan, friend or foe? So, one, one quick point. Language is fluid. It always has been. If I hand you a letter from the fucking 1860s, you're going to have trouble reading it because they spoke and wrote differently. There are yes. different words that they use for different shit. So, eh, your argument's kind of just dumb. But... I digress. Fuck it's not it. dumb. It's just that we can't keep evolving the language in such a short period of time, or we are going to have people that are like less than a generation apart not being able to communicate with each other in a proper fashion. Yeah, no, because I think the core of it stays the same. You just lose slang. Like, 
our parents were like, what the fuck are you good? What, bad is good now? You crazy kids. Like, you get, again, it's just generational. It's happened. Now, it does move faster. It does move faster. I'll give you that. And we've talked about technology and shit moving shit faster. But friend with a foey aftertaste. I'm with Wes here. Fucking like, I'm not using it. But fucking, you can have it. Have it, kids. Do your thing. If you want to type more letters to say I laughed at that thing that you just said via words, fine. That's that's fine. Go for it. I don't care. Uh, I'm not quite as unadaptable as Mer. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Your 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 friend in uh your fi- friend in reality, but foe in spirit. Yeah, like I ain't using it. I'm I get it. I'm old. It ain't for me. I get. It. He's he's going to uh, he's going to actually throw up when this concludes. He's going to throw up bad by Michael Jackson. Sure. <laughs> I'm throw bad. Fat. I'm going to throw bad. up bad by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> God, man, I heard you know. And my I heard shadow weighs a forty three pounds, and to tell you once again, who's man? Who's man? Yeah, that's classic. Ham on, ham on whole wheat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to watch that movie with fucking Dan Radcliffe. God, man, that looks like it's a glorious, like, man. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, because Weird Al was, like, fully involved in that, and, like, it's just a mock. It's it's based on a true story, but not a true story. Hey, get to part two of Friend or Foe, motherfucker. I apologize. I apologize. I want to move on. I had another point I wanted to make, but Wes Wes is being a dick, tater. So were they, were they were they saying LOL in this movie? No, no. It's just that I, I'm drunk and I forget my fucking point. Oh no, I was talking about Michael Jackson, not Michael Jackson, not bad. What's his other? What's the other big one? What's Weird the one Al. Eddie, What's the one with Eddie Van Halen where he does the fucking solo? Uh, let's beat it. Beat it. Eddie Van Halen's and I. I, I remember when Vendi, Eddie Van Halen died. I think I held back on this. But Eddie Van Halen's fucking guitar solo in Bad, which is, like, almost, like, unanimously fucking, like, glorified, ruins that fucking song. 100%. Listen to it again. It makes no sense. It's it's completely out of place. It has no relevance to the song. It's just Eddie Van Halen was big at the time, and they fucking plugged him in, and was just like, do whatever you want, man. And he did... Mm, he did a fish thing before fish was fish. Exactly. He, he LOL'd fish. Goddamn right he did. Or <laughs> well, he should have fucking like I B L O J. I B O L. He should have balled right, it se- in his mouth. <laughs> your, your second friend or foe question of the night is this. So we've all been aware of what, you know, very thin tank tops that you buy at Walmart are called. Alan? What do you call a tank top that you've seen represented on the TV show Cops for decades? What's I mean, it called? Those are wife beaters. That's, That's right. what they were called. However, living in the new generation where the Council of Youths get together, they have finally decided <laughs> that the wife beater is no longer called the wife beater. Quote, ladies, if your man wears his wife pleaser... Don't tuck it into his vintage 501s. Then he's just for the streets. 
I don't know what that sentence even means. So yeah. just a few years ago, the sentence would be confused with the av- for the average re- confusing for the average reader. Um, anyway, uh, they are now replacing wife beater with wife pleaser because Gen Z believes that wife pleaser is a more respectable phrasing for the clothing that uh, you know men of a certain ilk continue to wear until this day so friend or foe um just because you don't like the vernacular that um i don't know describes a certain attire does that mean it should be changed in order to please your sensitivities alan i will start with you uh no well no no not especially not in this instance because like i think it changes the whole tone of the of the garment you know what i mean like if you had changed it to like, uh, you know, day worker or you know, like I don't know, just something more blue collary, like wife please. They aren't called wife beaters because those guys pleased their wives in fucking extravagant ways. Yeah. They were called that because they worked hard at a sawmill and came home and crushed a couple bush lights and maybe tossed her around after she got mouthy. Fucking like that's you're changing the tone. It's fine if you want to change the name of it because it sounds a little bad or whatever. But like what you can't you've now changed the tone of the whole garment. That's no, I don't, I don't agree with this one. Foe, I think is what you asked me. Yes. Uh, Wes, uh, what, what, what's your take? I want to get to like more of like the history of the, uh, the garment itself in a minute here, but, uh, Wes, what, what, what's your immediate take? Yeah. So Alan kind of stole my thunder, but here's the deal. When I first started wearing wife beaters, uh, and now we're calling wife pleasers. No, we're not. Okay, you're right. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I always had a particular person in mind, okay? And it was Polly from Rocky, all right? And Polly, to me, didn't seem as though he got off a long 12-hour shift at the meat plant and was like, you know what I want to do? I want to eat my wife's pussy. That never once ever muttered through his mouth. Maybe that happened on anniversaries in very rare occasions, but Pauly uh, Panino never once was like, yeah, I'm a wife pleaser. All right. He got mustard stains and fucking <clears throat> rare meat fucking juice squabbled all over his fucking a top or whatever a frame shirt that is. And, and <laughs> went to his, and I'm like, listen, beating your spouse or domestic violence is not acceptable. Okay. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm a bit, Looking back on it at 16, be like, oh, yeah, I got a wife beater on. <laughs> now I'm a, I, feel a, I do feel a bit of shame. Maybe there's a little bit of a generational shame about this. But, yeah, wife pleaser? No, come on. This isn't goddamn Rocco Sofredi coming out of, like, <clears throat> something, you know, like, oh, I got my vampire suit on. I have this vampire suit. I have my A-frame, and now I'm going to give you 15,000 orgasms. I don't know. Make a fucking rock breaker suit or meat packer suit or something like that not that (laughs) (laughs) meat packer suit meat packer shirt it is technically called the a shirt uh and (laughs) and i guess probably out the production line like you know because technically you're supposed to wear a wife beater with a like um as an undershirt for a really professional shirt like a button-down shirt because it's something that like hides your nipples that's really all it's for it's a nipple hider uh, you know what? Let's call it a nipple hider. 
I'm yeah. okay with calling it a nipple hider. It's a nipple hiding shirt so that you can wear yeah. a dress shirt and have not have your nipples on fucking full display for the rest of the world to see. I I now I I'm I, I already closed the article. I'm not reading any further. But for me, where wife beater really became like prevalent was the show Cops back in like the mid '80s through the '90s because every motherfucker that was getting a domestic violence call on that show was getting a domestic violence call, and they the cops were showing up and they were wearing the A top shirt, and the A top shirt then became synonymous with wife beater because the only reason the cops were showing up to that residence is because this particular man was beating his wife so it was a guy of a certain fucking ilk and it was so prevalent that it was unavoidable and mm-hmm. so it just became called that you can't just now what this is the reason that this generation's wrong for trying to change it because they're like oh we don't like the connotation behind the name of the shirt and it's like okay that's fine. I wear wife beaters. I call them wife beaters. I don't beat my wife. But the only reason I know they're called this is because of this fucking action that I grew up with. It, it, fucking quit trying to fucking please people's sensitivities. Things are just called things. Sometimes people laugh out loud. They don't fucking burst out laughing out of nowhere. Yeah. Kiss my balls. Is- they're wife beaters. If my wife has a sense of humor... Which I hope that I like as a normal, reasonable, rational thinking person, that she'll laugh at the fact that it's a wife beater. Haha, <laughs> look at that. You got your wife beater on. You look good. Damn. Let's have sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to please you. What I'm going to please you. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to please yeah. you. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take this off, of course. Yeah, I don't want exactly. to get this thing. Yeah, I don't want to get it all icky. <laughs> I remember, this is a true story. I remember Maria asking me, why they're called wife beaters. And I told her what I just told you. Like, well, cops was on back in the mid-80s, and every time they got a domestic violence call, the guy was wearing that shirt. She's like, and she started LOLing, and she's like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a foreign woman from a foreign land who doesn't understand our foreign vernacular, and she's like, oh, I get it now, 100%. I've never called it an A shirt, ever. Right. And I, listen, I agree with you, Alan. I think, Listen, if we're going to abandon the wife beater title, I get it. Don't don't try to turn it into now you're a romantic. Yeah, like like the uh, the IJ fucking whatever. That's like that's look, that's your generational flair. Go for it, man. That's your thing. Right. That's, that's your LOL. That's you, that's yours. Have at it, buddy. But fucking like this changes the tone of the garment. Like there's a there's a whole mythos behind a fucking slightly sweat-stained fucking wife beater. You know what right. I mean? Like, you can't just steal that away. Like, yeah, it's, it's exactly right. Like, behind every guy who was wearing that on Cops was a woman who said, oh, I, I called you by accident. Everything's fine. You know what I mean? And we knew what that meant. We knew she just got beat or she was going to get beat. We understand that. And that's yeah. kind of the whole thing with the shirt. Not, yeah, you changed the whole vibe. Now you're ruining it. Like, well, she may have gotten emotional by losing in Parcheesi, and then you know things got dicey, and then she called the cops. You know, potato, potato. Who's well, one to women... judge when the cops show? But what I want to say is, listen, you can't go from Paulie and Rocky to to Fabio 
on the fucking cover of a romance novel. You yeah. can't be this fucking fat slob with fucking mustard stains, fucking wanting to punch his sister uh, to to, uh, to you know to, to this long flowy haired feller who got his face bashed in by a what a fucking ostrich while he was like riding a. Uh, <laughs> didn't Fabio get his face smashed on a, on a roller coaster? I think yeah, he, he was on a roller coaster and a goose. A oh, goose. It wasn't an ostrich. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit crazy. <laughs> It was a flying bird. <laughs> my details. I don't, I don't know how you get hit in the face by an ostrich. <laughs> All right. LOL. Do we do we LOL this into fun fun ff? Yeah, I think we do. I think we LOL. I we we. I J B O L into F F F. Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Here you go. Your mental floss. Amazing facts. And this week, your mental floss. Amazing facts is being brought to you by flat earth science advocates for truth. If you believe that science has been lying to you for decades, centuries, even maybe You've got a case to make. Are we just turtles all the way down? Make your case on Facebook. <laughs> Are we just turtles all the way down? <laughs> have you never heard that? No, I have. I just, it's ridiculous. What's <laughs> <laughs> not laughing? <laughs> if you're unaware, look it up. By the way, um, Sturgill Simpson, oh man, he's there's a great song where it, oh fuck, I don't even know the name of the song, but he just starts chanting turtles all the way down. Oh, it's goddamn good. It's goddamn glorious. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers. On a Friday, did you know during the late 14th century, the word nice was used as a noun, meaning foolish or simple person? Weird. It's like, why would words change? <laughs> I wonder what, I wonder which generation's committee came up with that one. <laughs> if you if you said I woman realize, though, that was a perfectly timed fact. If you said wife pleaser, you may have gotten shot. Who's <laughs> <Or> that? <laughs> what in the hell is he talking about? Well, okay, all right, let's go through some other words that I know off offhand. So gentleman simply means landowner. Doesn't mean that you're nice to people or fucking cordial. It just means mm -hmm. like I own land. So like there's a lot of gentlemen out there that are, in fact, wife beaters. So um there's that one and then um fuck, I lost the other one. Anyway, so yeah, look, uh, bottom line though, like that means that somebody at some time was like, oh, he's a nice guy, which means you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's, and that's the immediate turnoff for wing women, you know, when, when she's trying to like convince her friend, like, yeah, hey, look, he, you might like him. He's a nice guy. Like, mm, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not going to like him. So does that mean that the language has changed for the general public, but not for the general female public? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Are they still holding on to the old version? Do women like nice guys? I think some do. No, I don't think so. I don't think not at the beginning of a relationship. 
I think at the end, at the, in the middle of the relationship, oh, he's a really nice guy. I think it means what it means now, but I think at the beginning right. of the relationship, it's like, man, you could take him or leave him. Right. He had a good doctor. I'll tell you that. I don't know. I've known, <laughs> I know some really dorky dudes who married some really dorky girls. They were always <laughs> destined to be together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember the word uh, Nimrod. Nimrod in. In, in ancient terms, he, Nimrod was like, he was a great hunter. He was yeah. like, he was like revered. And then Bugs Bunny started calling Elmer Fudd, what a Nimrod. And then all of a sudden in like the 1930s or 40s, like it changed to mean like fucking dullard, moron. That's how quick language changes. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to be stewards of our, stewards so, of our world. We have to so hold language. on to, a, we have to hold on to LOL. Language changes. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Is just like people be like, I can't, I can't. What words don't change? Yeah, yeah, they do all the fucking time. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean we should champion it. it means it's normal. <laughs> it's very normal. Speaking of normal, did you know? On August twenty fourth. 1967, noted activist Abby Hoffman infiltrated the Newark, New York Stock Exchange to throw money down on the trading floor. It was one of the earliest instances of Hoffman and his cohorts using comedy to make a point. Though the stunt only lasted a few minutes, it got enormous media attention. A few months later, bulletproof glass was installed, among other things, to prevent people from dropping satirical objects onto the trading floor. So basically... This guy got up there and threw money onto the stock exchange to mock them because no one stopped to pick it up. Mm. And nobody LOL'd. <laughs> A couple of bust out laughings, though. <laughs> That's so fucking meta, by the way. I just have to like point that out. It's like the people on the stock exchange are like exchanging pretend money for money, and this person actually drops real money. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you littering our floor with? That's a good point. Yeah. And then what? They shot him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's pretty much protocol. Well, that's her bulletproof glass. And was just like, that had killed the guy, right? And shoot him. This stuff's uh, pretty, pretty tough. <laughs> they told me. <laughs> I wonder. How, did it say how much he dropped? How much he threw out? No, nah, it doesn't. Get, doesn't give a dollar n- denomination. But I mean, obviously enough to like, you know. I mean, because when that again, nineteen sixty seven. So they were still dealing with like little, like, you know, like almost confetti sized, like the the ticker tape kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, like, the floor is littered with paper, and then this guy just gets up on the fucking balcony and throws paper out there, and they're just like, "The fuck's this guy doing?" This may have been the the original Make It Rain. This may have been the spawn. This may have been the, you know, some this guy wrote LOL to, you know, what, in some sort of obscure chat room in the 80s. This may have been the original fucking, watch this, (laughs) make it a rain. In 1967, too. I wonder what kind of, was there a boom? Like, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to think of, like, economic booms in the fucking U.S. And I don't I think mean, it's, it's like, like Lyndon Johnson. I don't know. I, I mean, we they weren't doing bad. I mean, it was on the heels of Nixon. And Nixon <clears throat> did some things. Did some things all right. Then he tried to, you know. He scheduled all of our drugs in a fucking 
terrible fucking way and right. ruined the country to this point and not let people live fucking free in liberty. Yeah. Sure. You ever see, there's there's a real, there's a good, uh, I don't know if he knew he was being in, uh, uh, recorded via audio only. It's where he's talking about, he doesn't understand, uh, uh, he enjoys a particular show, but he doesn't like that there's open homosexuality in it. Who, Nixon? Yeah. He's like, I like the show, and I like the writing, and I think the characters are really funny, but I just don't like the fact that there's that openly gay guy in the, the, who's a mainstay character, a part of the show. I just don't think that, that that's prudent for the American culture. That's fair enough. He also has another, like... Uh... He has another recording where he's talking about Bohemian Grove, and I can't yeah. repeat what he says on that. I thought you were going to say Bohemian Rhapsody. No, but he talks <laughs> about the uh, he 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 drops the f word, if you will, uh, and why he doesn't like going there, but he has to because it's part of like the, you know, fraternity of the whole thing. That Bohemian oh, yeah. Grove, a bunch of San Francisco f words out there, and you just got to deal with it. <laughs> You almost feel for him. Did you know <laughs> director Joe Wright was desperate to have Dame Judi Dench play Lady Catherine de Brugge in the 2005 adaptation of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice? He decided to use the character's general unpleasantness to his advantage. He wrote Dench a letter and told her that, quote, I love it when you play a bitch. Needless to say, the tactic worked. Man, I love it when you. I love it when you play a bitch. I didn't. I didn't deliver that properly. I love it when you play a bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> something about saying... that British accent mixed with a f- insult. It just works. Guess I mean. That's fair. Mi- mixed with the fact that if you don't do what I tell you to do, then you you'll be jobless. Well, I, I'm sure Dame Judy Dench was really hard up for fucking money. Like, <laughs> like she didn't need the role. Okay. All right. Like I said, like I've said before, they don't all have to be lengthy. You have seven in a week to figure out. Did yeah. you know? The three dots on the Domino's logo represent the chain's three original locations. Co-founder Tom Monaghan. Originally planned to add a new dot for every pizzeria he opened. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I did know. dots. How many dots would be on there now? Too many. Oh, man. It'd be like a Florida State helmet for the Heisman Trophy winner that you know made all those plays. <laughs> you can't put enough Seminoles all over there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. their 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 story is pretty fucking fascinating because they were making like. They were making everything. They were doing sandwiches and all sorts of shit. And then finally, like, Homeboy was like, what do we sell the most of? Pizza. Then why are we selling anything else? I don't know. And they're like, why don't we just drive it to their fucking house? I'm like, okay. And then they fucking started doing that. And then, boom. They started. The first three locations were in college towns. And they were like, mm-hmm. all we got to do is make pizzas and drive them three miles down the road. We'll get them there in 30 minutes or less. And then, like, a decade later, they were fucking killing kids on the fucking streets of Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, there's a few, th- there's a handful of things in this life that I legitimately have not grown, <clears throat> like, just, like, grown out of. But, I mean, I will always like Hershey chocolate. I will always like Pepsi. I will always like Slurpees. 
and Domino's Pizza. I have, and that's not to say like I think Domino's Pizza is great pizza. I'm saying Domino's Pizza is a guilty pleasure that if someone orders that wherever I am, I'm going to eat some of it. And I may have told you guys this story before. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. It was a weekend where, where a week where I was with my mom, my brother in the Midwest, and my dad stayed 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 back. So my mom's from the Midwest. We went to see her grandparents or my grandparents, her parents. The old man stayed back, got drunk, got stoned, called Domino's Pizza, and then fell asleep. And the Domino's Pizza delivery driver, who's 19, looked in. He was passed out on the floor. Thought he was dead. Called the cops. The cops <laughs> let him in the ha- let themselves in the house. And he's a terrible sleepwalker. He was like, ah! Ah! and the cops had their hands in the gun, like, sir, sir, what's wrong? He's like, oh, I don't know. And like, are you okay? He's like, oh, I, just, I, just, I ordered a pizza. Laid down on the floor and passed out. And they're like, oh, Christ. We're getting out of here, sir. That is so fucking awesome. I'm so, I'm so glad. I, I, dude, I've never heard yeah. that story. That is awesome. Yeah. And then he was like, this kid was 19. And then he did, he, he, they had the transaction. He was like, sir, I'm really sorry. I just, you didn't answer. I went around your walk around porch and you looked like you were dead. And I, I freaked out. My old man was like, well, better safe than sorry, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll take God my pizza. Right. Here's your tip. Good night, bro. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> was he wearing a was he only wearing a t shirt? <laughs> God, I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope he left that out. I hope. <laughs> and finally, did you know jellyfish or jellies, as scientists call them? Are not, not according fish. to science. According to science, jellyfish are not fish at all. They have no brain, no heart, and no bones. This is kind of like go into the whole. Okay, cockroaches mm-hmm. are more or less indisposable. They serve no purpose. I think jellyfish are the cockroaches of the sea. No, I won't disagree with you there, but. Yeah. I asked this question. Does a jellyfish constitute life? Like if we went to a distant planet and we found jellyfish, would we say we found alien life? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, that's something. Yeah. I'd love to have you say that at a like a scientist conference. Like, well, that's something. <laughs> like, I mean, like a tree would just float to the bottom of the ocean of this distant planet. A jellyfish, at least, kind of like boop, boop. I I, I boop. guess, but like, I feel like a tree uh, under these circumstances, I feel like a tree is more alive than a jellyfish. Like, I feel like a jellyfish. Like, I, I could, because they move around in in the waters. I feel like we give them more credit than they deserve. Does that make sense? Because they have some sort of propulsion biological motion. tick to just kind of like propulsion, propul- propel themselves through the sea, whereas a a tree or a bush or something, uh, you know, has pho- photosynthesis, creates, you know, creates O2 out of uh, CO2, yada, yada. <clears throat> I, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I guess. I don't know. We, we, like, we need to ask a biologist at this point. Well, I mean, we're okay, asking so- for a friend. Uh, Alan, I'll ask you this. So, like, no brain. We'll just start there. No brain. So it has no idea of its own existence. It can't, like, 
I feel like you know, even like a, like like uh, the most insignificant animal that lives on the planet, it has a brain, it has a nervous system, it understands like that it's doing something. A jellyfish is just like I'm here, I guess. It doesn't even know that. Mm. Like at least like a newt is like I'm here. I'll eat this fly. But I mean, jellyfish is like if you if you like. If you gotta attribute, like, I guess, sentience to, like, because, like, an amoeba, is it not life? It, but it's a single-celled organ. It doesn't have a brain. It, it just, it has a, a fucking nucleus. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, like, why, what about the, is it just that it doesn't have a brain that makes you say it's not life? Or, like, think that it's not life? Like, what is the... I Okay, I think it's the combination... So the first two here, no brain, no heart. So no brain, no circulatory system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I bones. I no bones. I don't. I don't have. I don't yeah. have any bones about that one. But yeah, oh no, like oysters. Oysters don't have brains. Yeah, but I. So uh, in a way, I just feel like that's. I'm like reclassifying life just based on reading that fucking like three sentences. Like I'm like. If you don't have a brain, you have no way of conceiving of the elements around you. Like, I, like, so are are jellyfishes basically drifting into nutrients? They don't even realize it. Um, kind of. I mean, they can propose they can propel themselves if they need to go in a certain direction. But like, wow, without brains, yeah, exactly. Like, like, <laughs> well, but but they're not doing it consciously. Instinct. That's for sure. I mean, I think it's now we're we're walking like a philosophical line, right? Like, I agree, and I'm I'm willing to walk that line. Like, what do you what again? What do we deem as 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 like life? Does it need fucking like purpose? Consciousness? Pur- no, no, not even not even consciousness. I would just say purpose. What well, has a purpose? To What's live. purpose? Just but like it doesn't all- know. But it but because it has no brain, it doesn't know that it has a purpose. You you are saying you are attributing. Like a human anthropomorphic consciousness to a I don't think I am. It's not human. Like I don't think so. you are judging it by what we would deem human life to be, but it's no. not because I would I would be willing to accept a lesser life form that understands that like I need this to survive. Like this thing, I think feels like it. Well, then how I, does it live so fucking long? If it doesn't understand it because there's apparently there's jellyfish that live for like can live infinitely like once they like if even if they don't have food like once they get down to the last fucking like atom they're just like I'll just start again and they fucking like there's like a infinite jellyfish out there that so they they, they crack they they crack the code yeah but they crack the code but they don't even know the code they cracked <laughs> so to me like that's just like I don't know like a grass right. Like, grass doesn't know it needs nutrients. It just fucking grows when it has it. And I feel like jellyfish are the same way. Like, I'll just live because I can. Eh, they feel like, okay, jellyfish and grass. <laughs> Alan? <laughs> Survey says? <laughs> oh, man, that, that, um, again, Wes is the Larry King of fucking everything. Okay, jellyfish and grass. Alan? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh both both alive, I believe. <laughs> what do you feed these things? Milk? Yeah. I remember that bit by the way. <laughs> do you do you think so? <laughs> I don't know. Chickens, I, uh... 
<laughs> I'm not saying that jellyfish aren't like mobile creatures that exist, but I just don't know that they're fucking life. I don't, I don't think well, so, I, there's a bunch of turtles that are supposed to eat these things and they have become either like close to, you know, endangered species or and or uh, there's like certain certain species of like uh, loggerhead um, uh, turtles that either people hunt or these fucking sharks just keep eating them that they that they're supposed to eat the shit out of these things. So they're almost like they're almost like gr- just grass. They're almost like grazing. They're yeah, but almost they, like. But they also like, they have like complex, fucking life cycles. Like they have complex reproductive cycles. Like, it's weird. I get what you're saying because they are just fucking just lumps of like just flesh and nerves. But they also do have nerves. They're just missing the fucking CPU. But like. They have nervous the system. Ram. They actually have two nervous systems. Like so like it's very unusual. like I think if anything, they're one of those things that like science and I think science does look at them as like some uh, there's there's a key to fucking either longevity or something in these fucking creatures. You sure. know what I mean? But we don't we haven't figured that out yet. And I think like if anything, I'd go out on a limb and say that's some kind of fucking evolved fucking life form that we ain't even ready for yet. That's some alien shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not even I I'd go the opposite almost. It's like that's probably better life than us. Like but like Maybe. Yeah, probably not. But fuck it it definitely it definitely has like intelligent cognitive processes but like it, it it knows up and down it knows i wouldn't like, say i wouldn't say intelligent i would say it have cognitive processes but i wouldn't say intelligent but that i mean cognitive processes are basic are we're, we're now saying that, uh, you have to attribute some sort of intelligence to something with cognitive processes going on you get what i'm saying like because it's it's actually thinking okay then I, to i'll take away I'll take away both. I'll say not intelligent or cognitive because it has no idea what it's doing and it has no goal. But it does have idea what it's doing. You, it just doesn't have idea what it like. Your concept of having an idea of what it's doing is what you're attributing to it. It knows what it's doing. It knows it needs to go eat. It needs to go in this direction to eat because stimuli around it are feeding it information. Is is the hurdle that okay? You you draw a comparison on grass. Grass just grows, or grass dies, whether or not it has nutrients. Is the fact that this thing uh, mindlessly floats around the ocean and does so successfully? Yes. is like kind of kind of odd. Okay, yeah, I yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah, I I just feel like 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 yeah, like it it, it might know that like. And I don't even know that it knows. It's just like the thing that keeps me alive is over here. Yeah. And every now and then, if a human's swimming around, I'll sting that fucker. Yeah, and I'll ruin, <laughs> I'll ruin Andrew Murr's only visit to Ocean City as a kid, and I'll show up fucking like on, in 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 hordes. Like I, I remember, I think I was like twelve. My dad took us Ocean City like one summer, and like that was the summer that, just every jellyfish that exists decided to like float in on every fucking wave that hit shore. And I got stung like 30 times. I was like, I'm never going in the ocean again. And that's where that comes from. Man. And that's your Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact 
Friday. Look at that, folks. Keyword All fun. Right. <laughs> That's right. Tonight on Before You Go, this comes from uh, TheRinger.com. Never heard of that before. But they did throw out a jerk bracket. And it is a uh, TV slash movie-esque NCAA bracket. 64 uh, contestants. All broken down. And I don't know how they... Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't uh, exactly... Um, uh, call in or write in or, 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 or internet vote in ballots. I think they had experts, uh, but whatever. That doesn't matter. Um, Shooter McGavin ended up beating Eric Cartman in the finals. Shooter McGavin, and the reason I bring this up is because we did a biggest movie asshole. Uh, I think it was a, like a top five that, that when we immediately converted to the middle class holes from the 410s podcast. Shooter, McVav- Shooter McGavin broke out. Uh, from the Sweet 16, he beat Tom, the Iceman, Kaczynski, then he beat Bill Lungberg, and then he beat Larry David from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and then Eric Cartman. There's a few other upsets in here that I'm not necessarily sure that I agree with, but your thoughts on Shooter McGavin being the biggest movie-slash-TV jerk of all time? <sighs> Alan, I'll let you start. I have thoughts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with it i don't know i don't have like somebody right off the top of my head that's a bigger jerk but like carmen's way bigger fucking asshole i mean that's not <laughs> it's Car- carmen sustained it for 20 years yeah, Cheater did it in, in, in a hour and 30 minutes but yeah i gotcha i mean honestly carmen did it in like a half hour in the first episode but fucking, <laughs> yeah i don't i mean i don't disagree he's fucking dickhead but like uh the best or the most significant i don't know about that i just think that shooter mcgavin he was completely aware of what he was doing cartman is cartman is selfish and wants his own self-gratification but shooter like went out of his way and i'm not i'm not saying that cartman doesn't but shooter went out of his way and knowing Cartman, I feel like, doesn't always know the implications of his actions. Whereas Shooter McGavin did. He knew he was stealing this old lady's fucking, like, house. He knew that Happy Gilmore, like, was only in this for, like, altruistic reasons. And he still tried to thwart his efforts. And so, like, I mean, Shooter could have just been like, Hey, man, I made a lot of money on this tour. Let me buy your grandma's house back. Blah, 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 blah. But he didn't do that. He went out of his way to be a fucking cocksucker. Mm-hmm. And so I understand. Cartman, I feel like, is an asshole out of consequence. Whereas <laughs> Shooter is an asshole, like, willingly. So I, I kind of agree with that. And by the way, I apologize. Uh, <clears throat> Shooter beat out Biff Tannen. Cartman beat out Larry David. And actually, Cartman had a couple upsets here. Cartman is, it was a five seed. Coming out of the uh, the bikini bottom bracket, uh, he low. beat Derek. He beat Derek Huff from Step Brothers, then Joe Bluth from Arrested Development, and then Roman Roy from Succession. Succession. Uh, Tannen, Biff Tannen, I thought had a pretty good rap as a one seed. Uh, Jim Halpert from The Office, Ferris Bueller, Kenny Powers, and then wait, lost wait. to uh, Shooter McGavin. Jim was in there as an asshole. Uh, Jim Halpert. That's right. Yeah. Wait, Jim doesn't even belong on that list. Jim's just a normal person. Nah, wait, no. I, I, I know where you're going. 
you can make an argument. I don't have a, I don't have a horse in either race, but I could make an argument that J- Jim is the the douchebag or Pam is the bitch. Well, I would say that Dwight is a weird dude and mm-hmm. is just fun to fuck with, and I think that normal people with you know, like that don't feel like okay, I feel like Jim. I feel I obviously a lot of America probably feels like Jim. I'm a normal guy working a job I don't want to do. And I have to work with this guy who has zero social skills and we get paid the same amount of money. I'm going to have some fun with this. And I feel like that's where Jim falls in. I don't mean I don't think that means he's an asshole. And as the series played out, you learn that fucking like Jim's the best man in his fucking at Dwight's wedding. Like mm-hmm. Jim understands that Dwight's a real person and has feelings, but yeah. I'm going to have fun with his I don't know, uh, his, his innocence, and to some respect, up until that point. Yeah. You, didn't have, you never fucked Dwight over. Well, yeah, I also think you're focusing on just Dwight. Like, he fucking, he did some jerky shit to Michael from time to time. He fucking went, he went behind his back and fucking interviewed for the same job Michael was doing. He mm-hmm. fu- fucking, he, the like, the first three seasons, he's fucking absolutely hitting on and trying to break up a fucking uh, an engaged girl's fucking relationship. You know, like the argument can be made that Jim does some jerky shit totally even outside of Dwight. I think the Dwight shit's fucking great. That's not even jerky. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I will say the Michael stuff that you're talking about is because Michael is obviously an incompetent human. Well, yes. Um, um, he only works in that environment. That's the only reason. The only reason Jim understands that Michael works in that environment is when he tries to do the three birthdays in one day and realizes that Michael's like a secret genius for understanding yeah. people on a secret level. Um, the engagement thing, I think in our youth, we've all been around somebody that we've been like, man, I really wish I could be with that person, but I know I can't. And your personality just kind of like works with this other person and Jim backed off on several occasions. Yeah, but that, he, was, that was Pam's he, fault. But he also didn't back off. And yes, absolutely. Pam is 100% at fault in all of these things, but you know, we're not talking about her right now. She's liable. Hey, and I want I, I want to point out a few uh uh things from the this is from the Tom's restaurant bracket. Uh, Larry <laughs> David ended up going to the final four I uh, defeated Dr. Perry Cox from Scrubs. That's awesome. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, and then ended up defeating uh, Johnny Lawrence from The Karate Kid to get to the Elite Eight. But check this out. Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, ended up going up against George Costanza, who ended up who was the number one seed who defeated Newman from Seinfeld as the number five seed from the North bracket. So Larry David uh, beat out George Costanza, the person who George well, Costanza ended up playing, Jason Alexander, and then Larry David uh, loses, loses to Cartman. So it's kind of an interesting play of... Uh, you know, well, it's just... Lar- well, Larry David even says that George Costanza is Larry David in the show. So I would say that right. it's only apropos that Larry David beats the facsimile of himself in the show gotcha gotcha well check it out folks shooter mcgavin is the winner of the biggest movie jerk and that's fine hey everyone's uh these things are uh uh, you know to the eye of the beholder so alan tell all the jerks 
where you can find us. Hit the middle class. There's a lot of lot of assholes. Uh, well, you mm-hmm. assholes, you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Classholes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. And for your ear holes, please check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, one comment this week. Uh, this comes from an actual, uh, not an actual short, but a video that we did. It was a, uh, excuse me, a uh, clock idea that Alan, or excuse me, dumb clock idea that uh, that was brought up. Where Merg, you had said we should just do a twenty-four hour rotating clock with no. <laughs> Like no no daylight saving time, right? Yeah, a universal clock. It's the same time everywhere, and we just adapt to it. But yeah, gotcha. Okay, so a new subscriber, and I'll and I'll call it out. A new subscriber, Rossi four four zero, says this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and he used six emojis after that of smiley faces. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, please elaborate if you hear this episode. But yeah, yes, because no, because no, no, no. you know why? Because Alan, we're we're both right and we're both wrong. No, we're not. <laughs> That's incorrect. See, this is why you're wrong. This is why this is why you're wrong. This is why you're wrong because you can't admit that you that, that you can't admit that you're wrong in some. Some instance, and I can't admit that I'm wrong in some, but I'm willing to admit that I know I'm wrong in some instance, but you're an asshole. That's it. That's fair. I'm okay. not willing to admit it because I'm not. <laughs> but he's not going to admit he's wrong. No. I would have to be wrong for that to happen, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so. and, and I know I'm not, but I know that, like, it doesn't make, I know that it doesn't make, I know that it doesn't work, but I know that I'm not wrong. Yeah, how about this? What like sense. when you go when when you go to Mars, then you can create it there. You can pitch the idea then. It's like a trial and error. Why would we do that on Earth? Yeah, why would Elon's we going there? Aliens are here. You're you're on the clock, by the way. And actually, as a matter of fact, okay, <clears throat> we're gonna leave you folks uh, with a with a really good before you go. Or actually, like this week in middle class holes history, with uh, of course I think it was like if you're starting a civil war, you get a tank. Or three T Rexes. Do you guys remember this bit? This I was like the, the three, the three and out. Three or was it five T Rexes? I thought it was three. We'll go five. I don't know. I think it's I three. Think it was five because I rewatched it and I, there was a point where like Mur was talking about keeping two back for mating purposes. And the, <laughs> the, the squad is three at a time and we rotate them out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. T Rexes fucking procreate at a rapid pace. Great <laughs> hey, four. Well, we're Alan, all you, in this. So. Alan, you know what time it is in Moscow? <laughs> Not the same time as it is here. 12.07. Is it? <laughs> P.M. Nice. It's, well, there was a civil war going on with T-Rexes and tanks. Wouldn't matter. <laughs> okay, so we'll leave you with this, folks. Civil war, this week in middle class old history, three years ago, 2020, if you're starting a civil war, would you rather have one tank or five T Rexes? I thought that would be a good sign off. That's terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, you guys won't back me up. Fuck you then. <laughs> Fuck this. To- toodles. Toodles. Hi. Uh, meow meow. If you were a general in the civil war, 
and you had the option of two war machines, would you rather take five T-Rexes or a single modern war tank to fight for your side? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, single war tank. I guess, God damn. The... I'm trying to weigh pros and cons here. The con is you have a something with flesh that could get uh, even at <clears throat> certain lengths could get gangrenous, um, but it is a it is an absolute ferocious thing. It could it could feed it could eat and eat and feed itself off of uh, off of you know I assume I'm assuming I'm fighting for the north, uh, so it could feed feed off of Confederates. Um, you're also I'm, a, I'm also assuming a, you assume yeah it, let's let's just say that's the safe side to take for this conversation so let's just stick with that yeah side was cecil county on at the time guys uh you know what there's still a coin flip on that one we're not sure yeah we were just, they, just checking <laughs> it's the it's the what the northernmost county but with some southern ideals <laughs> right, it's the, old, um, it's the old line state, baby. <laughs> and we're, all, we're, we're this is under the assumption that the T Rexes won't turn on us. They're trained to go and kill the others and then come back, like dragon style. Yeah, and Jurassic World style. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, yeah like you're, you, you're, like they send you Chris Pratt to train yeah. to wrangle them. Right. No, you, but you are Chris Pratt, which is why you moved up the military uh, ranks. Wait, so quickly. you get a khaki gotcha. outfit. Because um, I think T-Rexes. if you've got five T Rexes under your command, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. No, well, then mark me down for T Rexes. Then <laughs> it's also because you're a tactician and uh, you can uh, you can designate uh, certain squadrons of men to walk in front of other men and then take thirty seconds to load a gun and then fire it into the line of other men. With either five T Rexes or a modern tank, I don't know how tactical you really have right. to be. But then I guess with the tank, you have to. Uh, I mean, who the hell's going to fix it? Uh, do you have the the you know ammunition? Um, I mean, I, I assume there's a fair amount of. Um, if you have the tank, you have the technology to fix it. But damn, you know, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go primitive. I'm gonna go in the Civil War. I'm gonna go five fucking T Rexes. They're just gonna and just bombard those fuckers. Alan. Um, I mean, yeah, this is a really tough one because I feel like they're evenly matched, quite frankly. Like, and I've been in, I've been doing a deep dive into the Civil War recently, uh, historically, mm. and I just am trying to imagine, like, you know, like Sherman's march to the sea with the fucking <laughs> T Rex squadron. Like, <laughs> it's, it was already pretty brutal. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, but a tank would be kind of sweet, but I think your biggest holdback is, 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 is fixing it. Like yeah, T Rexes. You're probably gonna lose a couple T Rexes. Let's not, not gonna lie. They had they had cannons. Mm-hmm. You know, they could fuck a T Rex up unless you armor plate the T Rex, which I think is more feasible than learning how to fix a modern tank. You could T Rex plate the tank though. Yeah, because like if I'm just me, but I'm the general of the army and I have this tank, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna use this fucking space age piece of technology, but nobody here knows how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So like, and they did use like fucking like sticky grenades back then. Right. They they had already thought of that. So what if they fuck up my tread? Tank's done. I'm a, we're out of here. And also, you have to figure uh, someone to drive it. Uh, I know that um, even the highest yeah. IQ person back then. But, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Imagine explaining. <laughs> you, you know, 
to, to Benjamin Todd that you, he needs to learn how to move this, you know, hundred ton piece of steel. And then you got to get guys like the shells. We were just making fucking balls of metal that and, I'm fairly certain that cannon uh, tank shells are not balls of metal. No. And you're just exploding. <laughs> like you're just, you're just basically lighting fire to an explosive to just propel metal. Pro- across yeah. The metal. <laughs> yeah. That's how primitive it was back then. There's no, like we. He said modern tank though. We figured out rifling like halfway through, and we were like, "Whoa, this makes shit so much more accurate," you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a tough call, but I think I'm going T-Rexes as well. After all that is said and done, I think they're easy to armor. Well, easy-ish, relatively. We just got to shape some metal. Some Americans can do that. We don't necessarily need to get into making specific manufactured pieces like we need for a tank. And just the sheer fucking spectacle of T-Rexes running down, you know, across Antietam. Could could you imagine the splash of Confederate blood in the little channel Mm. in Antietam with a fucking T-Rex running through it? That was was already the uh, the most bloodiest single-day battle of all time. Can you imagine with five fucking Jurassic Park suckers running around that place? Yeah. Or, Or, like... You're you're starting to, you're starting to corner Lee towards the end of the war, and he's trying to hold up in Richmond, and you're just like, you know what, T Rexes, handle that, get him the fuck out of there. I can't do it good. I do, <laughs> I, done. I do wonder. I wrap do, it up. I do wonder though if we're not considering the fact that if a T Rex were dumped into the uh, the mid to late 1800s, 19th century, that if there was some disease that that it uh, its its immune system wasn't privy to. Could have just romped around for about six weeks and then got chicken pox. And apparently that was just catastrophic to a T-Rex. I don't know. I'm thinking outside the box here. I mean, yeah, it's, no, that's fair. I don't, we don't fair. know how they fare in snow. They didn't, they don't, I don't believe that they were snow creatures. So, you know, uh, battles in Pennsylvania in the winter might be a little rough. Uh, but I think if you just keep them, keep them moving, they're, they're a quick infantry unit is how I think about it. Much like a tank. You know what I mean? Something you can move quickly. Uh, across large swaths of, of land. So as long as you just keep the T-Rex team moving, you know, from point to point, I think you're good. Yeah, I, I wanted to take the tank because I could imagine how much damage you could do with, with a single tank. You could probably win 10 straight battles, but then, like Alan, like Alan said, he kind of took my point here, the, the, once you run out of shells, nobody's going to know. I mean, you maybe you keep a couple behind. There's a couple smart guys who can figure out how to make another tank shell. That's a possibility. Uh, um, but if you get a big enough group, they could take the tank. They could take the tank. They could take it out. Wes, you brought up a point about being able to fix the tank. Um, you know, but a T-Rex, there ain't no fixing a T-Rex. Once it's dead, it's dead, you know. So that's why I would employ the no more than three T-Rex on the battlefield at a time. You got two banging in the back. You're popping out T-Rex eggs. You got yourself a nice little, like, uh, Fort Knox cachet of T-Rex eggs to create the next the next uh um like battalion of t-rex armies god damn it we missed it yeah Go ahead, continue. yeah so you can make more t-rexes with t-rexes you can't make more tanks with a tank and i don't think people of that time would have the engineering to be able to recreate the modern warfare battle tank so wait a minute you're uh you're suggesting that there's no one smart enough to recreate uh, tank shells, but there's smart enough people to uh, to somehow handle captive T-Rex mating. 
Hey, man, fucking's fucking. They'll, we get they'll take care Pratt. of it. Right. Get Chris Pratt? We, we are Chris Pratt, so uh. we can figure out how to mate him. <laughs> I don't think us figuring out how to mate him is the problem. I think it's like uh, hey, lock those two T-Rexes in a room and throw them a big... Throw them half a cow, and we'll see what yeah. happens. Some of the an- exactly. some some of the animals that are in captivity, can't, even even under the most romantic circumstances, can't fucking uh, Plus, can't pump out. Uh, I do want to add the tank. That something that came up when Murr was talking was the tank has limit. Like, yes, tanks can go through a lot of different terrain, but this is unsettled, largely United States, right? Eastern Seaboard to the mid or like mid, scotch of the Midwest. There's a lot of fucking rough terrain that a tank's probably not getting through. Like, and don't the tanks run off in fuel, Virginia, right? Like, don't tanks run no off? Way. Don't don't tank, tanks run off diesel fuel? <laughs> Is that something sure. we're forgetting? <laughs> I don't think we figured that one out yet either. We, I think we our boats were coal powered. <laughs> Just put them on tracks, I guess. <laughs> Where, where's the coal go? What's this? What's this glowing green goo in the back of the tank? How do you fit a man in there to burn the coal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who called me I, big yeah, beer I, on that one? Yeah, I, I think um, I think the tank's good for a week, but I feel like if you if you really cultivate the T Rexes, uh, they're good for more. And though it may be a thrill, don't take me fishing near a hill. Just ask Miss Smith, give me a big old glass of beer. Cause I get drunk most every day. I always seem to find myself late. Might be on ass fuck. Do you look?